you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. Chris Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. The Chris Voss Show. I'm just here for the brain bleed. That sounds stupid, but it's funny. Anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in. I hope you're all here for the brain bleed. Or, you know, I, I think it's midweek right now. You're probably watching this 10 years going, what, what the hell, Chris? Uh, no, it's midweek right now, and your brain might be bleeding. What do they call this day? They call it hump day. I think that's where, I don't know, I'm not going to make any jokes for that or else I'll probably get banned on YouTube. Uh, anyway, guys, wh- thank you for coming by the show. We certainly appreciate you guys always. You guys are the best audience in the world. Have we ever had that discussion? Have we ever sat down and said, let's talk? Let's have a discussion. You guys are the best audience in the world. We're approaching uh, 13 years tomorrow officially is our thing. Thank you for giving us the great month. We, the, the numbers this month have been up 30% than normal. And we're 13 years old, so... I don't know. What are we doing right after 13 years? I guess we finally, we finally, we finally got through to people. Damn it. <laughs> Millions of downloads in uh, the last month of 13 years. You guys decide to show up or something. I don't know. But thank you for referring the show to your friends and family. Clearly a bunch of you are doing that, uh, sending it out there. Be sure to go to iTunes. Give us a uh, five star review over there. We certainly appreciate that as well. And uh, it makes it so I don't cry in between the shows going, I wish there was more reviews. <laughs> Why don't they love me? <laughs> anyway, guys, I love you back. The family loves you, but does judge you. The Chris Foss Show. Go to LinkedIn, our big group, 122,000 people over there. The LinkedIn newsletter, goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Foss, all those crazy places on the internet uh, you can find us. Today, we have another amazing author on the show. Uh, she is the author of the book, When the Ice Melts, the story of Coraline Jewel uh, came out June 2120, uh, and she's going to be talking to us about her amazing book, her story, and everything that she does on the show. So it'll be an honor to have her as well with us. So we're going to talk to her. She is an international best-selling author, a certified master's sexologist, podcaster, adult performer, lifestyle coach, motivation speaker, sex-positive advocate, top-rated wedding planner, swinger lifestyle community owner, and over 20,000 members, and most recently was promoted with over 20,000 members and was recently promoted to head PR. Okay, Uh, so she does some real PR, too. Uh, She was graced on the covers and pages of AVN, Las Vegas Journal, ASN Lifestyle, Lifestylers Magazine, and Night Moves Magazines. She was voted in the top 100 sexologists for pleaseme.com. Man, I didn't even make the top 100. You must have pushed me out. Uh, <laughs> and uh, 20 and 22, 21, 22 have brought uh, multiple ASN Lifestyle Magazine Awards and nominations. Uh, uh, welcome to the show, Corlin. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. How are you today, Chris? There you go. As someone who's a Las Vegas native, I, I sure know what uh, ASN is all, or AVN is all about. Yeah, I was just in Las Vegas. I just came home yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it's quite the thing. So give us your dot com so people can find you on the interwebs. Uh, so let's see. Uh, we just I just redid my entire website. So it just is thecoralandjewel.com. And then from there, you can link to my podcast, which is um, highprofilepodcast.life. 
and all my go. social media and everything is from there as well. It's easy. <laughs> so you've written an interesting, you've written about an interesting life in your book. Is this pretty much the whole story of you growing up as a child and, and uh, what got you down the road? Yeah, so my book is kind of interesting. I was, um, you know, it's, a, it's kind of like, you know, when life throws you a curveball and, you know, you have to decide, like, is that something I should do or should I not do? Um, I grew up, I was born in South Africa. I was immigrated from South Africa when I was three oh. years old. My entire life was a competitive, I was just training to go to the Olympics for ice skating and I was going to represent South Africa. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, my, my whole childhood, everything, you know, people said, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to go to the Olympics for ice skating and nothing mattered. Nothing else mattered. I was, you know, I went, went to college. Um, but what happened was I got injured when I was 18 years old. And oh, no. so um, I didn't want to tell anybody, you know, that I was as hurt as I was. And so I was taking, you know, ibuprofen or whatever I could to try to get through the training and came to the realization that there's no ways, there's no ways I'm going to be able to compete at the level that I was hoping to. And so my life took a turn and, oh, wow. I, and um, you know, it's kind of like how I went from, you know, um, Olympic hopeful to I married somebody. We moved to Sweden for four years. Mm-hmm. Um, I had children um, and my life went, I lived for you know, what everybody expected of me, go get your college degree, be a house mom, do your thing. And so um, I wasn't really happy until I found kind of my place in life when I was 40 years old, kind of everything turned around. And now I think I'm, I think, I think I've been taken to my destiny, but it put me through some obstacles to get me here. That was for sure. So there you go. So you do coaching, you help people, you do work in your business. Tell us how, I mean, what was the crossover that you went from, you went from housewife into, you know, the adult industry? So, I mean, I was brought up, I was brought up a really, really good family. And I had great parents and everything. But um, just like I think most parents and most families, you know, sex wasn't, it wasn't openly discussed. You didn't discuss mm-hmm. nudity. You didn't discuss uh, masturbation, puberty, orgasms, anything like that. And so, you know, it was just like everything was on the down low. And um, I got married and I had a husband and I, I think I was 30 years old when I had my first orgasm. And I was like, oh, now, wow. now I get why you like this. Like I just, that was for me, it was a chore. <laughs> wow. <laughs> It was like, okay, I got to have sex with him, you know? And so from, I know that's terrible. I know. I'm sorry. He's a good man. wife, I know. He's a good father. He's a good man. But um, so, you know, that took me. And then um, when I came back, when we lived in Sweden, I came back from Sweden and um, I was very, I was, I was coaching ice skating in Sweden um, and I was very over the politics of the sport. And so when I came back to California, I opened up a mobile fitness company for children. And then when the housing market hit in 2008 was kind of when everything changed. My husband came to me at the time and he said, you know, how's your fitness company doing? And I said, not good. And you know that. And he says, well, women sell their underwear online. And I'm like, no, they don't. And why? Are look, why are you looking oh, yeah. at that? You know. And then he went to work, and I was like, hmm, "Do they really?" And so I looked online, and sure, I started a business in a day. I went down to Ross, I bought underwear, I took pictures, posted on Craigslist, buy my wet panties, and here we are. <laughs> you know, we had we had uh, um, we were talking before the show, and uh, we had Eric Everhart as a friend. I made friends with him and a couple other porn stars on uh, during COVID. Mm-hmm. And they were on Clubhouse. I don't know if you have heard of that. that app. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was a big app during COVID because everyone was locked down and oh, they, yeah. they couldn't have a social life. So we we're all talking to each other on these on these uh, virtual stages on Clubhouse. Well, I ended up meeting uh, Eric Everhard and I can't remember the other names of some of the other people that were there, but they were coming on. They were like yourself. They have books. They, they coach people on how to do things better in the bedroom, which we all need. <laughs> Um, and uh, there's some of you who need it more than others. Let me tell you. Oh my God. Um, yeah. You can't just lay there. Um, I mean, you can, but it's not as fun. You're doing, you're doing it wrong anyway. Uh, so, and, and Coraline will tell you, help you with that. 
Um, but, uh, you know, and, and it's supposed to last longer than 15 seconds. That's all I'm oh saying. Oh, my God. Men. It depends That's on the mood. Saying, men. <laughs> it's all I'm saying, man. And, and I guess married people do have to hit and run. Yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> which is why I've never been married. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, so I, I met them. And one of the gals, I believe her name is Pauline. I don't know if that, I'm pretty sure that wasn't her stage name. Okay. She was, they were, you know, th- these are human beings. They're wonderful people. And, uh, but she told us once about how she'd been a porn star for a number of years. And then her, one of her friends started selling panties. And this is a, this is a thing that people want. And we're going to talk about sex because that's a human thing. And, uh, but she started, so she asked her friend how much money she was making. And she like, told this whole story on Clubhouse. Yeah, it's crazy. And she, and she gave us a detail, like on the numbers. And like, we had women in the audience going, Hey, how, how do you do this again? Uh, I want exactly. $6,000 a month. What? Yep. It's crazy. And, uh, yeah, it was like all the moral all the moralness of some of the women went right out the window and they were like, they were like, I can get what for this? I mean, yeah, I'd I mean, sell well, my that's, underwear if someone would That's kind of what happened to me. You know, I, I started with that and I started with that and then I started modeling just like for part-time work. Mm-hmm. And the modeling led to a photographer saying to me, do you know anybody that owns like a nightclub that we can take photos in during the day? And I'm like, I don't know anybody. And I looked online on Facebook and a friend of mine said, our friend from high school owns somewhere down in San Diego. And I was like, all right, I'll call him. And when we pulled up, I said to my photographer, I said, I did not know that this was a gentleman's club. I'm so, so sorry. Oh. And he's like, we didn't know. And he's like, are you okay with that? And I go, I think so. And we went in and, you know, my photographer was like, okay, climb on the pole. And I was like, wait a second. I was an ice skater. I've never climbed on one of those things before. And so my friend from high school said, well, let me call in a dancer to help you. And when he was, she was, she would put me in position, she'd step away, they'd take a photograph, and then he should catch me again and bring me back down. And um, my high school friend came out, he was the owner, and he says, so yeah, so he says on a break to me, he says, you know, honey, you should dance here. And I'm like, um, I'm 35 years old, okay, I don't, don't, don't even know how to dance on a stripper pole. And he says, you'll make about $800 a day if you want to do it three days a week, you know, 12 to 5 during the day. And I went, and how do I sign up? And now, where do I go for this? Uh, yeah, to sign so, up to- exactly. So that's how it ended. Well, you know, panties to modeling to, to that to uh dancing out a club out of a club in a palm desert area called like coachella it was a club out there yeah to the owner or the manager of that club coming to me and saying hey i heard that you do like weddings and that um you um you used to kind of dabble in the swinger lifestyle and i said well my husband and i tried it didn't we broke up our marriage but we tried it he says well mm-hmm. would you like to host a swingers party here again i'm like i don't know anything about hosting a swingers party and he's like well my boss is willing to invest fifty thousand dollars in someone and i said i could figure that out and so that's the nether curveball that i took which took to running a swingers club and then now i have twenty thousand members and then wow everything just kind of like all these like things happen and the, the coaching came from people at my swingers club would always pull me aside and say he did this or i have this problem and so People would say to me, you spend half of your life not being a hostess at your parties, but counseling people. Why don't you open up your own like coaching business and lifestyle coaching business? So that's how that came about. There so. You go. so do you help people be better in the bedroom? Um, I do. I do. I'm, I wouldn't say that I help you be better in the bedroom. I do now because I went and I got certified as a master sexologist. But oh. originally it started as uh, people enter the lifestyle swingers community for a variety mm-hmm. of reasons. And there's so many different misconceptions about it out there, you know, where people think that it's, um, you know, a husband, a wife or a boyfriend, a girlfriend show up and it's a free for all. And they ring. I always say this. They ring a bell and they go, oh, OK, you guys, 11 o'clock penis is out. Vagina is open. Let's get started. And I'm like, that's not what it is. You know, and it's about Friday's you know, at my house. <laughs> 
Oh, there you go. I'm coming over on a Friday then. Okay. So, um, but they, you know, I love this. I love his snore. You guys. <laughs> but um, it's like, you know, um, there's some people that just go to it because maybe it's a husband and wife that are just looking to add excitement to their marriage. And maybe they just mm. want to watch. They're a voyeur. They want to be watched. They've never, ever, ever, you know, had sex in front of other people. Or they're looking for that illicit unicorn. Or they're... They never have sex in, with each other in front of each other. <laughs> well, with the lights on or the lights well, on. Yeah, with the lights on. Right, Wait, you know, embarrassed of their bodies, whatever. So that's what I do. I <laughs> I help people. I help people bring that excitement back, like embracing their sexuality and being, you know, proud of who they are. And also, um, there's so many people that have kinks and fetishes out there that they're mm-hmm. so embarrassed to share with their partner. And so they wait till their partner goes to bed and then they jump on to do a webcam show with me, someone like that. Or they call, wow. I work, I work for Dr. Susie's Institute. So, so the Susan oh, wow. Block Institute. So I work for her and I'm a therapist for her. And, mm-hmm. um, I, I breaks my heart when people call me and they say, okay, well, I need to talk to you now. Oh, wait, 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 wait my wife just walked in. I'll call you back. And I'm like, ah. Why don't we bring your wife <laughs> on and let's let let's talk, talk about it? Yeah, so. You know, let, let's talk a little bit about this because I know people right now might be going, oh, I don't know about this, but it turns me on. Um, you know, the thing is, the thing is, I grew up in a highly religious environment, so mm-hmm. I grew up when there was repressive things. In fact, I think uh, my parents tried to explain sex to me, and it was nothing what it, what it was. Like, the diagrams and stuff were I don't nothing. even think I got that. Yeah, I yeah. I, I grew up Jewish, like, so, you know, Jewish school, private Jewish school and everything. Yeah. I don't even remember, like, even to the discussion. Yeah. I mean, I pretty much had to learn sex from a Catholic preacher. No, I'm just oh, kidding. Jesus. That's a joke. Oh. I'm, I'm an atheist, so we throw it. <laughs> hey, they earned it, man. Um, so <laughs> you, don't, you don't do that stuff and not get arrows thrown at you. But, no, a lot of people grew up, and in, in America is kind of a prudish, very it, 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 morally religious thing. Mm-hmm. And the sad part is, is, is biology-wise, sex is a very natural thing human thing i mean we wouldn't all be here if if somebody you know didn't rub uglies and healthy that's yeah that, that's what people forget the benefits of sex are, there's so many if you don't there's oh. so many like yeah there's a lot of health benefits to that being sex having sex yeah. safely safely i'm yeah. a safe, I'm a safe then, sex <laughs> there you go and and also just happiness like mm-hmm. you know i've never been married because i enjoy sex that's the joke but there's a lot, seems to be a lot of truth to it according to husbands mm-hmm. i know and uh you know, for me, relationship's over when that thing dies. But then I kind of also understand well, what it's like to be an alpha male and keep that thing from dying. Uh, <laughs> I make a lot of alpha widows. Um, having my time. <laughs> you know, I used to own a modeling agency for uh, almost a decade uh, okay. in the 90s. And one of my friends is Ron Weiss from Hawaiian Tropic. Uh-huh. Um, I think some of my audience knows about this over 13 years. Um, and so we had a lot of girls who got into modeling at 18. And then from there, uh, they tend to go into different things like escorting or stripping or, uh, you know, sometimes they go to New York. Sometimes they end up, you know, in Playboy Mansion. Uh, You know, I lived uh, that kind of lifestyle, the Hugh Hefner of Utah lifestyle. And so I saw a lot of these different variations. It became where I had friends who owned strip clubs. Uh, I think there's an honor plaque of my name at uh, Spirit Rhinos in Las Vegas. Cool. Yeah, this might be an honorary. <laughs> He's come here more than once. But no, sex is a very uh, natural thing, and it's an important thing. And if you have a relationship, it's an important thing to the health of your relationship. Because if you're not having sex with each other in your marriage, well, then 
Who are you having sex with? We live in such a we live in a country that's so um you know we it's, we get in such a monotone um you know routine of life. So you know you get up, you mm-hmm. take the kids to school, you got your breakfast, you go to work, you sit in your traffic, you commute, you come home, you do the dinner, the laundry, the cleaning, the this, and then before you know it, you're going to bed. So, you know uh, we forget that um that's why you know we're one of the countries that has mo- the most heart attacks and early deaths and highest Cancer. stress. Yeah. yeah, you know, and we eat like shit. We eat crap. We process food like crazy. Um, and so, you know, that's it really made me because I mean, I was in that. I was, all right, well, my Olympic dream is over. Okay, I'll get married. I'll move to Sweden with you. Okay, this is boring. <laughs> you know, and I was bored out of my mind. He would go to work. He'd come home and he's like, really? You're still in your pajamas? And I'm like, and where would you like me to go in the snow today? And where would you like me to chuck uh, like, to the tiny little town of nothing? Like, you know, and, and that's there's a I moose was. on the corner and a, a good looking mountain down the road. And you got to wait for that moose to cross the road. That's the deal in, this, in that state, in that country. You have to wait. Oh, if you pull that's up, true. Yeah, and they cross, and they're slow, and they sit, and they just gotta sit there wait for them. You have nowhere, you have nowhere else to go anyway, so it's fine. But, um, you know, but wow, so, really, really bashing Canada. This is I, bashing love, Canada. I, like I love Canada. I love Canada. I love Canada. I love Sweden. And when, I, when I when I look back on it, I go, I should have just stayed there. Life was a hell of a lot easier because I came back here. But um, you know, it gave me the opportunity to really start real life, like um, digging deeper into like why did I not have an orgasm until I was thirty, and yeah. and did I, I all that time I thought I. I was having an orgasm, you know, when I lost mm-hmm. my virginity, I was like, oh, okay. and I never understood it. I was like, I don't understand, like, why this is such a big deal. This is a nightmare, you know, and I finally just figured it out. And, um, and then the more and more that I studied into it and the fetishes and the kink, that's why I got the sexology um, masters, mm-hmm. because I wanted to understand when gentlemen called me and, or, or women, I get women too, that call me and share these kinks. And I go, hmm. I gotta figure out that one. Like, well, I'm not sure of that one yet. You know, like why you're obsessed with having sex with dead people. Like, I gotta figure that out. So, you know, it's weird. It's really yeah. weird. Like, there's. I mean, it's, oh, it's illegal I, too. I, yeah, that too. But that, that, that's what I'm saying. You know, you, so instead of going, instead of me going, eh, it's weird. I go, mm, let me see where that came from and why did that come? You know, and what's yeah. the reason behind it, or what's the foot fetish reasoning, or the, the diaper fetish, or there's so many different. Do you ways. know why there's a foot fetish? Can you explain that to me? What? Well, what? I I can tell you what the studies say. I disagree with it. I don't think this is it. The studies say, and and I've interviewed people that are coming on my podcast to share with me. They they're comfortable to share their fetish. Okay, so the studies say that as we were babies and we're on the floor and people are walking around our home barefoot. We become obsessed with the feet. I don't think so. That's not, that's what the studies say. I don't, I disagree. I don't see myself being, I see more the high heel fetish, the leg fetish. Yeah, like, yeah, the I legs. can see where that comes like from. Yeah, yeah, I think like legs are sexy, but, especially in a pair of high heels. <laughs> but, and I don't mean, a, I don't mean shame anybody, but it is good for a bit of a comedic uh, knocking. So if that, <laughs> if you are a foot fetish person, please don't feel shamed. Um, although I don't know, I, I'll do a joke on it. So I had this gal who worked for me. And we had 5,000 square feet of office space, and it was separated by two or three different areas. And I knew, you know, I'd heard of foot fetish, but uh, she would have to go outside into an open-air hallway outside uh, to move to the three different offices. And she would be barefoot all day long, and her feet were nasty. And one day over lunch, she started telling us about how her husband had a foot fetish. And we're like, you walk around the office all day barefoot. And, and... We oh, like, I know where this is going. Does he clean your feet? And uh-huh. she's like, yeah, he likes it. And, you know, I I mean, like I say, once again, if, if that's your if that's your kink, God bless you. It's just I can't – what I can't figure out is there's there's all these other parts of a woman that are like a carnival fun, fun zone. Mm-hmm. Like, 
why would you be like, yeah, that stuff go, uh, just, you know, I'll stick with the feet. <laughs> I think also, I think also, I know, I know. I mean, I, yeah, that's my you, joke. Isn't that, that's, well, I could see you guys, I knew you were going there, but like the foot thing, it's more of a, um, it's, it's a submissive to your partner. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's taking, rubbing her feet, cleaning her feet, licking her feet, you know, um, pampering them, manicures, you know, or pedicures, oh. sorry, stuff like that, you know, um, and that's also part of it. But I do get, uh, I do get, sense. I get men on the like webcam shows that go, Corlin, I just, the, the stinkier of the feet, that are your feet really stinky? And you want to be like, no, like I'm clean, but you're like, oh yeah, honey, they are so, st- they stink. Yeah. You know, I, because that's what they want. Yeah, sure. They serve your audience. I mean, that's what we do on this (laughs) show. We stink and they love it. Uh, But uh, no, it actually makes sense. Come to think of it, you know, between Jesus and, you know, old Roman empires and stuff, cleaning of feet was a sign of, I think, caring or loving someone. Yes, exactly. Go back to that. Think about that. Mm -hmm. Jesus was, Jesus had a foot fetish, damn it. Uh, anyway, wow, that's just no wonder I'm an atheist. It's anyway, guys, we yeah. just discovered that <laughs> we discovered something on this show. But no, sex is really important, and I I was really lucky that very early on in my 20s, you know, I I was your average teenage boy, and very quick on the on the action there. And mm-hmm. uh, somewhere in my 18, 19, 20th year, a friend of mine gave me a book, and it was like 365 positions of the year. <clears throat> oh. And I was like, this is a bit much, but, you know, I mean, it's like throwing someone an expert manual when you're in beginner mode. But it made me start realizing, oh, what is this thing about satisfying my partner? What's this thing about making sure everyone's happy and ah, in this sort of act we're doing? And uh, and then I got interested in that and, and everything else and, you know, making sure that my partner is at, reaches her completion multiple times and uh, has that big finale. Mm-hmm. And that made for better relationships made my girlfriend happy which is a man mm-hmm. you want to make your woman happy because if she's not happy things don't usually go well and she's Correct. yeah yeah was so, it happy wife happy life yep yeah and so i i recommend husbands and I, i've told my husband i posted this on facebook go get a bedroom book or you know hire a coach like yourself to make sure that you're happy I'll never forget, and I'll quit pontificating, but I'm laying a foundation for my audience to realize that this is important stuff, guys. We're just not it talking is. about, oh, the, the stuff you do at night when you're on the computer. It, be, you want to be have a healthy relationship with sex. I remember being 28, and I gave a gal that I had just barely met, started dating, her first orgasm she'd ever had in her whole life. I think she was about 25. And she sat on the bed crying, just like sobbing. And I thought I'd done something wrong. Like it hurt her or something. And I go, what's, you know, what's going on? Are you okay? And she was, I mean, it was like that death sobbing, you know, that shaking and, uh-huh. <laughs> and she's like, you gave me my first orgasm ever had. No man's ever given me an orgasm. And I, it shocked me because I live kind of in a different world. And I was like, are you serious? You're 25. <laughs> but yeah. But it's because you don't, you know, you don't know. I mean, when I, I lost my virginity, um, 18 or 19, I think, but mm-hmm. I, I, I had a female ejaculation. We call it squirting. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought that was an orgasm. So that mm-hmm. was it. So, and, and there, there was no, there was no internet at the time, you know? So my boyfriend, he was, uh, you know, in the, in the fraternity next door and he's like, you peed on me. You're disgusting. He told all the guys in the oh, house. Wow, that's bad. So embarrassed. And mm-hmm. I went down to the San Diego state library and I went to go, what are the, you know, where you put the little things in and you look it up. And I saw that 10% of women have female ejaculation. I went back to him and I go, ha, you're lucky. Look at this. And I showed him, you know, and, ah. but, that's 
what I thought was an orgasm. And for me, mm. I was like, well, okay, you know, this is it, you know? And so up wow. until the age of 30, to me, that was an orgasm. And yeah. it wasn't anything that I craved or was like, oh my God, I need to have it, you know? Not Isn't it insane how few women have a orgasms? Lot. Yeah, I think more now because you're more open to experience it. Also, yeah. like the, the thing with like with, with squirting is that technically – Almost any you any woman can do it, but it's a feeling of like you have to urinate, and so you hold it back and you don't realize, you know. And then when I tell people, I mean, I work for a company. I work for a gentleman at the AVNs. Um, so it's uh, he's a biological scientist, and it's a watch that developed. He developed a watch with another adult performer, measuring the uh, frequency and velocity that you finger a woman at to make her have a female mm. ejaculation, and the watch turns green as you like go like this. So anyways, oh, really? um. Yeah, it's, I have one, but I get my arm. My, arm gets, my arm gets tired. I'm always like, I'm so tired. I'm tired. But um, he, they do now you know what a man feels like. Right? <laughs> but I've watched Where's him. That like, damn G spot. I've watched him like take women who say like, "There's no way I can't do it," and I'm like, "He'll make you squirt," and they're like, "He won't make me squirt," and I'm like, "He will. I'll go with you and I'll show you." And he does, you yeah. know. And women go, "Oh my God, that's what it is." Ah. Yeah. Oh, I like it now, you know, so yeah. you just have to embrace your sexuality. You have to, who cares if people are going to judge you? That's my biggest thing. You know, my biggest thing is the judgment in our country and the, you know, and, and how masturbation is terrible. Nudity is terrible and be, role play is terrible. And how dare you consider even having another person in the bedroom with you? Three of you, that's disgusting. You know, and it's the fact of the matter is everybody's got that fetish or fantasy, whatever it may be and embrace it, try it. If you don't yeah. like somebody's fetish, then it's none of your business. It's not your yeah. body. Then stay out of it. So it's sad that in this country we have that moral hang-up. Totally. You know, the other thing to me was, you know, I and I think I had this fear as you know a boyfriend as a man. I'm like, you know, if I don't make her happy in the bedroom, she's probably going to leave me. Mm-hmm. So you know, that's another reason. And I don't I understand. I, mean, I guess a lot of married people can just be like, well, I'm married to her, so uh, you know, I don't have to. Well, make we her call happy. it the um, yeah, the married situation. I call it the I shoulda, woulda, coulda syndrome. You know, uh-huh. and that is, I can't tell you how many times in my life I talk to somebody who's older now, and they say to me, you know, I should have left that relationship sooner, but you know, I, I, I there was kids, and I stayed for the kids, or mm-hmm. I hated, I hated my job, I should have left that sooner, but you know, and how? Ha- I mean, I, I have I have friends that are he's like seventy two years old, and they're like you know going through a divorce after forty two years, and they go, Corlin, do I swipe left? to write on Twitter, like what do I do? Oh, Tinder, not Twitter. I'm like, our Tinder, and I'm like, don't you don't even go on Tinder? No, 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 that's mm. not for you. Because imagine trying to get back into the dating world now after being mm. married for 42 years. You know, that's like, what, what is God, what's happened, right? Yeah, I see a lot of that in my dating pool. Everything's online, you know, but that's it. I mean, you know, it's, um, it's, you know, I just, I meet people so many times that go, I should have gotten out of that marriage. I should. And so I try to encourage people, if you're not happy and you're not willing to, you haven't discussed this with your partner, you're going to be in that category of 72 years old Mm -hmm. and starting all over again. Do you want to be there? Yeah. And you, you want to have, I mean, to me, what I've learned just from a psychology sense, Mm -hmm. a love sense uh, you know, everything about it is very natural and important and healthy. Uh, you know, I've seen, uh, uh, you know, psychologists talk about how having regular sex with your partner is a very important part of it. And to me, if you're going to raise kids, if you're going to be happy in your marriage, you're going to be happy in your relationship, you know, making a woman happy is really important. She's going to make you happy. I mean, it's kind of why you're both there. You're trying to rub the uglies and, and make each other happy for, you know, half an hour, hour, yeah, two hours. There's, well, there's so many. And then you also, yeah. Well, you also have to put, you have to put a, like a twist on it. So yeah. role, role play, date yeah. night, make yeah. a time, make time for date night. Um, do something that your partner would never expect for you. Uh, put something yeah. in the, when they t- pack a lunch, put something in that lunchbox, you know, um, yeah. I mean, things that you would do for your kids, like have a good day at school, baby. Mommy loves you. 
do it for your husband. Do it for your partner. Exactly. Um, yeah. Go to the office early and leave something on the desk, like a pair of panties that are sitting in the drawer and be like, I'll be waiting for you when you get hmm. home. Random shit like that just goes, holy crap. Like there's a little bit of excitement. Like, oh my God, what's she going to do when I get home hmm. tonight? Like I'm going home early, you know, or what is it? So, and, and people that are regularly, you know, in the bedroom, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. And, and passing out from cold sweats and too many, <laughs> too many, uh, shaking organs. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, they're happier. They love you more. They're wonderful to be around. Trust me, I'm 54. There's a reason I'm not married and I have a good sex life is because right. it's because I, I don't I can't do a relationship if there's no sex. Once the sex drops off in a relationship in my early years, sometimes I didn't understand the alpha thing that I was doing and I, I get a little betatized. But you know, I, I understand the whole dynamic of it now. But even then, I've never met a girlfriend that I can't have there might be one or two that I met that I haven't had that can orgasm, multiple orgasm. Mm-hmm. And even then, I just didn't work with them long enough to where you know uh, you can you can get it done. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's really important. It'll make your life better. So I highly recommend this. This is the whole reason I'm talking about this yeah. on the show. It's because I want people to know this this can really make everyone's life better. It'll make your it your can. children then, be happier because both the parents are happier. Yeah, right. And then there's there's people you know that you know it's okay to say to your partner, you know, your wife, your husband, hey, let's. Let's go. We're not, you're not going to talk to a therapist. Like, let's go talk to a sex coach and let's get some ideas to bring the, you know, some excitement and some kink back or whatever, you know, but a lot of people are too scared to discuss like, Oh, I can't tell I can't tell my wife that I, that I like to do this or I like to do that. Or I can't tell my husband that this turns me on. I mean, I get women that call me that they like to take on that submissive role. Okay. Yeah. So be told, you know, get on your knees and, you know, and please me when I come through the door or spank, you know, but they don't want to do that with their husband because they don't want them to him to think, Oh, you're, you do this with everybody or whatever it may be, you know? And so I think, it all comes down to you know be open and honest with your partner first yeah um, but no so many people are so scared oh no I'm isn't, not it, my head. isn't it amazing that people can't be honest with their partners with their they can partners. be honest with their boss at work yeah they well they can be honest with everybody you. else on the planet but that person you're spending your life with yes it drives me crazy because you know and i say how come you can tell me but you can't tell them well because you're a stranger over the phone you know we don't we don't see i can't see you i don't yeah. know what you look like and i'm like okay i won't yeah. tell you my full name then because then you'll go find me yeah. but um <laughs> To, it's true, but it's um, true. um, you know, to me, and then also like the masturbation thing. Do you know how many people come to me and they go, oh, I, haven't, "I haven't masturbated in six days." If she catches me masturbating, and I'm like, "What? What? Like, the, the, you, you're supposed to masturbate at least two times a day. It's supposed to help yeah. with you know preventing prostate cancer. Masturbate, yeah. please, God, masturbate." Just so. don't do what Jeffrey Dubin does on a Zoom call at CNN. Uh, oh, that joke. There's a time and a place for everything. That yes. poor guy. Yeah. Um. So, uh, you know, in one of the industries that I got into, I didn't get into, let's put it that way. I stepped right into that, didn't I? I kind of got into it, and I'll tell you how, because uh, I think the story is funny and enlightening. But so, you know, I got friends with someone who started a swingers website back in the day. Okay. And one of my I other friends, <laughs> you, you probably do, but since you do, uh, you have your site, I won't mention it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, so they started a site and, uh, you know, I had all these friends with money all these friends with money at the time, we we're all filthy rich. And, um, so we we're all in all these businesses. One of my real estate business, uh, he, he, he was, he was uh, buying real estate, flipping it. And so he had bought in this 1960s styled mansion, which is a lot like the playboy mansion. Okay. Cause it was shag rug. It was like bright red shag rug. And the whole place was like 24 rooms, Olympic size pool, 20 wow. people you can get in the hot tub, <clears throat> perfect party house. It sounds amazing. Where's it at? <laughs> it was in Utah. And, and Utah. I guess one of the old U- university of Utah coaches had it back in the day. And 
this thing, mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, it was like the second home to, to Hugh Hefner with all the shadow wow. in the 70s. It was just, it was so dark, you know, with all the dark wood <laughs> and all that stuff. I'll never forget the red shag. So um, my friend was unhappy in his marriage. And, my, you know, he knew my other friend who had a swinger thing. And, I, you know, we friends who own strip clubs. And uh, so he, they started throwing swing, swinger parties up at the mansion and they would do the thing i'm sure you're familiar with the business where they would have couples come up and of course a lot of women strippers like to to play with that and you know and so i would get to go to the things and kind of sit there as a fly in the wall and go and go uh well this is interesting and i would help my friend manage and run it i was there kind of as i was working yeah, i was yeah that's what that's what all the men say. I would volunteer yeah. and work. Oh, wow. I just yeah, we lost yeah. thing there. So, uh, but one of my friends was the lawyer. So okay. we always had lawyers on scene. And, and he was a, there you go. So he was, a, he was a lawyer who, who uh, took in, um, he was a lawyer. I can give you a sec to fix that if you want. Okay. Well, I'll stand up and fix that. You keep talking though. I can okay. hear you. Now you guys just get my hump day butt. So. Okay. Do we have to pay extra for this? Nope. It's free. It's for this time. It's on the house. <laughs> Right. So, so my friend, we always had a lawyer on scene because the Utah okay. cops would always show up. They showed yep. up at my big parties. I'd have like 400 people at my parties in Utah and they would show up and me and my lawyer friend would stand on the porch and, uh, you know, I would just be a body man cause I'm a big guy. And, uh, my lawyer friend would, you know, tell him to F off and give him the riot act cause he was an attorney okay. and he was a very evil attorney. Like he was one of those guys, you know, that Donald Trump hires the, who's that Michael Cohen? Oh gosh. I talked to him about getting on the show and he was starting his own podcast. So he decided not to come on because he wanted to do his own podcast, but, uh, he, he was an evil attorney. So anyway, I saw, I saw the whole lifestyle. It's a healthy lifestyle for people. They, they if you not, do it the right way. Yeah. There's, yeah. A, there, there's rules, there's rules and there's etiquette and, um, there's reasons to get into it and reasons not to get into it. And that's mm-hmm. another thing that I do is, you know, when somebody shows up at my party, <laughs> I can look at my door guy and I go, uh, 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 five, I give him like, like three months and he's like, I give him six and I go, I'll, I'll put 2 million on it. I'll give him six. <laughs> you know, and um, he always comes to me. You should have him on the show. He always comes to me and he goes, damn it. She's always right. She like nails it with how many, how long yeah. I give him. And I can say, who's going to be, I can say, they'll be divorced. That one's going to leave for that one. I can like point it out. Ah, dude, I would have been, I, I'd love to sit there and hang out. Cause I used to bet, I used to, we used to bet on employees. We'll be like that employees only last a month. My business yep. partner, we bet a dollar like they did in that one movie, yeah. Benny Murphy and stuff. Um, but no, we saw the, we saw the lifestyle. Uh, I saw the uh, website my friend had built. Where's, the, uh, um, how, where's that mansion now? <laughs> it's still in Utah. I'm sure. I'm sure it's Who still there. Who owns that? Hmm. Um, I don't know. I have to go look it up, but uh, I know exactly where it is. I remember the street. We used to do a thing where, you know, you'd have to go up the neighborhood and you couldn't have like 50 billion cars because that would give it away. Okay, so yeah. my friends own real estate uh, property, you know, commercial real estate. And then my other friend owned a giant tour bus. Okay, and so, so park there, shuttle them in. Yep. Yeah, and you'd have to sign the waiver and all mm-hmm. that shit for liability falling and, you know. But it was it was an interesting thing. But I realized that, you know, people have, and you know this, and, and people should know this, people have a lot of different sexual uh, prolicivities. Prol- uh, yeah, they have different <laughs> desires, let's put it that yes. way. And it's okay, you know, as yep. long as it's always consensual, their safety, like you mentioned, a condom, and uh, they're over eighteen. Yeah, um, so you know, and also it's um, you know, I I always say this too is that um, 
uh, like at the at the events, you know, you don't you, sometimes you don't know what your what your kink is, right, or what your fetish is, or mm-hmm. what you want to get out of this like lifestyle swinger experience. And then you might say, "Oh, we've always wanted to try a threesome, me and my wife." You know, we've always wanted to have another woman. And then you have that, and you go, "Eh." Didn't like that, you know. Like when I say, when fantasy meets reality, it's not what you always expect. And not that's okay. always what you and expect. And that's okay. It's okay. It's, it's okay to say to your partner, you know, eh, I didn't really like that one, you know. Sometimes and I, it's better to keep in your head. That's right. the one thing so, I've learned over life. Totally, totally. I mean, a lot of times, my favorite is when men want to have that threesome with another woman, and then they go, "Crap, the women are not bisexual, so I have to take care of both of them at the same time." And I'm like, "Uh huh." Yeah. How's that for you? Going, and you're not. You know? You're not making the. You're probably not making the first woman happy anyway. Why would you want to add to that mix? <laughs> It's a joke. I oh do my gosh, life. I love it. So no, I mean, I mean, like seriously. I mean, I've dated twins. I I did Ooh. the whole uh, Hugh Hefner lifestyle. I mean, I was wait, friends. did the twins play play with you together? You and both twins. Yeah, it's a new like, one, you guys. For me, is it? Is it new? It's yeah, I've new. never seen. Tw- I've never had two two sisters <laughs> play with uh, one guy at the same time. Well, I hope. But I mean, did they play with you? Wow, okay. It was a little bit more than playing. Let's put that. <laughs> we no. say play. We say play. <laughs> so, so when you own a monogam, just see. I was friends with Ron Rice of Hawaiian Tropic. Okay. So we would be like a state thing for Hawaiian Tropic to hold their contests. And so we had four hundred of the hottest women in Utah. We had an, it was an actor agency too, and there was a lot of filming that would go on in Utah. It was right after the big strike in California. Touched by who an angel at the time Utah. was filmed. Yeah, who would have thought? Well, you right, know, Utah, like those religious like, girls are more. Can't get alcohol on certain days. Yeah, those bad. those religious girls are are not quite as chaste as you think they are. In fact, exactly. The, the more religious they are, the the more interesting. But uh, so we would we would do all that. But no, I just it's just really important for people to realize that you know sex is a healthy thing, and you want to make your partner happy. So talk to us about maybe some coaching that you do and some other aspects on top of the book. <sighs> Yeah, so I do a couple different things. So the one thing I do is a lot of people that I talk to um, will write me and tell me they're interested in getting involved in the adult industry. Mm. And that can be on a number of variations of aspects. So that Where do be- I write you for that? Or where does I have my friend write you for that? No. <laughs> so I, I, everything just goes to the, the <laughs> what is it? Uh, at CJ at thecorelandjewel.com. That's how you email me. Let me write that down. Hang on for a second. <laughs> right, exactly. So, but that can be anybody who's a producer. Or um, somebody who wants to open up a website, uh, someone who's got the funds to invest, they've got an idea, a script. So it's not just performers, okay? So yeah. um, I, there's so many different legalities, and they're changing every single day. The paperwork and the and the the rules with uh, merchant account processing and Visa mm-hmm. and Mastercard and Pornhub and this and that. There's so many different things that you need to know. So they'll come to someone like me and they'll say, "Listen, this is my idea. This mm-hmm. is my financial backing. This is what I could do." But I don't know where to start and I don't want to, I want to make sure I cover my bases. So mm-hmm. I offer that kind of coaching. And then I offer coaching for the lifestyle, which is a, uh, either couples or singles. Okay. Um, who mm-hmm. either are involved in the lifestyle, getting into the lifestyle or having issues in the lifestyle and want to find out how they can fix that. So mm-hmm. they come to me. They, you know, we have a, a consultation and then I say, you know, listen, I can't help you. But I think this person can, or um, I can help you, and this is how I can help you. I really feel that um, I can't help anybody that's you know going through alcohol addiction or sobriety or you know drug addiction or um, you know they're going through rehab or they've been sexually molested. I don't feel like if I'm qualified if I haven't walked in your shoes. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Um, and where something like this, you know, I'm divorced because of the lifestyle. I mean, my husband and I lost a 14 year marriage because of it. And people say, why on earth would you stay in it and run a club? What what are you thinking? You know, and I say because it's open-mindedness. You can wear what you want, say what you want, be who you want, and there's not supposed to be judgment. Now, there is judgment, 
people are catty. You know, there's high school judgment and everything. When you're, you know, yeah. 50, 56 years old, they still talk shit. But, um, you know, the, it's true. But, you know, it, 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 is, it is an environment where there's more open-mindedness to accepting people. And um, that's why I stayed into the, into the community. And that's why I create my communities different from other communities. I don't judge you on your age or your nationality or if you're six feet and 400 pounds or if you're five feet and three, I don't care. You know, yeah. are you a cool person? Are you open-minded? Are you willing to embrace your sexuality? Then you're welcome to my club. Be respectful to others, be respectful to yourself and you're welcome. So. Yeah. What else do you consult on? I think you, you kind of uh, mentioned a few other things there that you do. Um, so it was, yeah. So the, the adult, so the adult industry, then consulting on then, um, in the lifestyle, how to get into it, how to be safe into it. And then I also help with people with just dating in general. Let me look mm-hmm. at your dating profile. Okay. This is why you're not getting any action. Or, uh, <laughs> so I, you, know, you do that for men and women, men and women. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yes. I have women that are like, what am I doing wrong? I'm, you know, I got divorced and I, and I'm like, okay, the first thing, okay. So guys, we all know that we love our children. This is a big one. We love our kids. Okay. I love my kids. Okay, I'm the mother. I'm the mother. You screw with me, whatever. Yeah. You screw with my Mama children. Bear. You screw with my children. You better go. You better run because I'm. Yeah. Gonna, I'll find you. Okay, then that's yeah. me. But that doesn't mean that my dating profile says my children are number one in the world and you don't matter and Dude. they come before. Da, 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 okay. This, have, yeah, and that's. I, I hate see, that. that. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. you see, and what do you do if you're on a dating site and you see? Oh, that's that, a you left go, swipe. You go skip. That's right? a left swipe, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> Or another one, I love my, you know, they love their fur babies. Okay. I love dogs. I'm a dog. Ask people. I walk into a bar and I'm, I'm on the floor playing with a dog before I'm even greeting anybody else to say hello. What bar are you going to where they're dogs? Oh, there's always dogs. I go to like little, like little, like a uh, hick bars. Like, um, <laughs> it's true. I've got like the pit bulls come running to me. They love me, but the you don't. Are... Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hi video. Okay. Sorry, my friend the uh... other day, but you don't tell your, you know, somebody that you might potentially date on a dating site and my, my furball comes everywhere with me. And then if you don't mm-hmm. like it, then you, okay, shh, relax. You can bring your dog, but just, you know, let them know you first. So these are the things that I look at and I go, okay, let's fix this. Let's fix this. And um, mm-hmm. let's remove this picture and stuff like that. So, yeah. Can you explain to me? Cause I, you know, I'm 54. I'm still on dating uh, profiles. Why people use. <laughs> Why are women posting their children? I mean, the one thing I know about single mothers is there's a 1,500% higher chance of them being attacked by a sexual predator or violence. Uh, and you're just advertising for pedos. Like, it yes. just creeps me out to see and it. When I see you, it. The men do it, too, though. Like, if you go on Plenty of really? Fish. Yeah, I don't go on. Don't well, go like, on. If, yeah, like, when I used to go on Plenty of Fish, the men will, will have a picture of their children on there. And I'm like. Really? Yeah, I'm like, don't these are your don't put your kids on a dating site. Like on yeah. the swinger websites, you can't even post a picture. Like even if I, you know, said like, you know, happy holidays for me and my family to my community, I can't put a picture of my kids yeah. on there. I don't even put my kids on my like my Facebook, my other paper, you know, my Facebook page. Like you don't just don't do that. But um yeah, keep your kids out of your dating pictures. Keep your I personally say keep your fur babies, you know, out of your pictures too. You know, we're not looking really? to date I'm oh, not looking true, to date huh? I'm not yeah. looking to date your dog. I mean, I feel I like dogs, don't get me wrong, but yeah. you know. I want to know who you are first, you know. So I have my dogs on my. I at one point I put my dogs on. I think I took them down because. I mean, I put a camel on. You know, I I was riding riding a camel. Oh well, that's you know, as long as that's not a pet. Of course, there might be some people there into that. Uh, (laughs) There you go. But no, I I I see that it just makes me cringe because you know I've actually had women on the show over the years with the podcast that talked about um stalkers and and i know about the dark ends of the internet 
you know, and there was that case in Wyoming where, you know, a guy escaped from Chicago as a pedo. He finds a young girl just oh, uh, in her bathing suit out front and, and all the horror begins. Oh, it makes me sick. Yeah. And I mean, so I'm about... like, why would you put your chill? I mean, yeah, are you no. advertising for a pedo? Are you advertising for a boyfriend? And here's another thing, another thing that I talk about too, uh, just safety in general for men and women yeah. and all, yeah. you know, all the catfishing. I had a very, I had some interesting <laughs> guests. I had some interesting guests on my podcast. Um, a gentleman yeah. that is a part of my club. Okay. So he's mm-hmm. a part of my club. He's a, he's a retired police officer. Okay. And he was telling me a story about how he was on this website and uh, they told him, you know, oh, send in your money to get tested for your um, STDs so that when you arrive at the uh, party, the doctor will be there on site to test you. Yeah. Right. And you'll have your results within the next 15 minutes. Okay. Sure. And then you could go in and whatever. And then there was a gentleman that had written me and said, Hey, do you ever have like single men on your podcast who can share stories of catfishing that happened to him? Cause this was one time I was, and I go, wait a second, I heard that story over here. So I brought the two on the show together and they uh-huh. were catfished by the same person, the same woman's name, everything. Wow. And the one guy was scammed out of almost $2,000. The attorney, the police officer, he caught on a little bit quicker and I think he wasn't scammed out of any money. He never sent money. But, um, you know, it happens on both ends. So we talk about um, even couples meeting other couples on a swinger site. You don't meet another couple and then just show up in a hotel room. That might not be a couple. That could be Three men re- ready to rob you. You don't yeah. know what it is. So, yeah. you know, of course, three ground. men robbing you might be a kink, too. So there's that. <laughs> <Defending>. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, there's one for everything. There's a kink website for everything. There it is. Sorry. But, you know, keep your safety. Uh, do your FaceTime. Yeah, you do. Um, and then, you know, things within the community <laughs> to protect that your, you know, your marriage doesn't end because of the lifestyle, such as uh, group conversations, always staying on, on, a, on a, you know, a kick, like a WhatsApp or kick where all four of you are talking together and you're not, husband's not talking to the wife or the other person and meeting for coffee and vacationing and stuff like that. So yeah. there's and, rules and, having, and etiquette. Yeah. And having rules is really important. That's what I learned from my swinger friends. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they have rules of, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's about sex, but we don't have a relationship with her. Uh, you know, we don't bring, there's a, there's the marriage wall, I guess. you Right. So we call like it, there's, yeah. So there's, you know, there's sex and then there's emotion. Um, and so yeah. what happened with my husband and I as a perfect example is, you know, we were new. There was no, I didn't know who to go to for advice. It wasn't like I could say to my friends, you know, Hey, uh, so, so my husband and I are swinging right now. Can you help me out? You know, my friends used to say to me, your husband and, and her, they have like a connection. And I'm like, Oh no, we're just friends. And then I'd go to my husband and I'm like, stop making googly eyes. The preschool moms can tell, you know? And so it's true. And that's how it happened. And so, but they were, but look at that women's intuition. They were right. Because I would say to him, I'd say, do you have like an emotional connection? Like with her, like, are you meeting her? Like when we're not all together, you're crazy. You're jumping to conclusions. And I'm like, well, am I? And guess what? I wasn't crazy because they were communicating and meeting for coffee and meeting for breakfast. And, and I was being told, you know, I have to go to work early. I'm going to be at work late. You see? So Mm. that's another thing I tell people, trust your gut. When your tuition, when just, when something in a woman's tuition says something's not right, something's not right. Yeah. And this is really important. This is why I don't get married people. I'm like, you know, you marry that person. They're supposed to be your person. There's the one, which is bullshit, but Mm -hmm. uh, I don't believe in a, in a one. In a Um, one. Yeah, fuck Disney. Um, so I'll probably get me demonetized just that alone. Disney's oh gonna be God. like, you said what? Send the mouse to kill him. Right. Oh uh, so the murderous Mickey Mouse. The mouse, um, yes. That should be a new thing. Uh, so, but you know, I, I just don't understand how people can't be honest with their friend. I mean, if there's any, if there, if there's one person who should know what your favorite thing to do is in bed or how to make you happy or bring you to yeah. completion, it should be your partner. I agree. <laughs> and, I agree. Yeah. 
And, uh, you know, in, and it's so much easier when you're not, you know, I've had friends that have run marriages and whether their partner is aware of it, sometimes it's approved, you know, they, they've got extracurricular stuff going on. Um, it's a lot to manage. It's a lot of damn work. Like some of my swinger friends, look, I'm not trying to shame them, but that it ends up being a bit of work. You know, I, I said friends. Have to go to I, clubs every night, so. Well, I tell people, um, you know, another thing about like the, the swinger yeah. lifestyle or, you know, the lifestyle in general, we call it the lifestyle is um, mm-hmm. you're, you're using you want to you want to um, embark on this journey together as a team, as a couple. OK, to enhance, enhance your relationship yeah. with your partner. Don't live the lifestyle. Like, don't let the lifestyle live you live into the lifestyle. So that's a big, very, you know, yeah. I will. I used to have people that would walk into my parties and they would go like this. Mm, nope, nobody. And I go. Dude, you've been here like two minutes. Go get a drink. Okay, relax. You're not here just to see who's who's here to stick your thing in next to you know. Um, but that's it. You know, and they're on the internet all the time, twenty four hours a day, looking for a couple. You know, who's the next piece of meat? You know, stuff like that. And I think that that um, it takes over. You know, yeah. every every weekend should not be a lifestyle event. There are people like that that are every single weekend there, and big, and I think that you gotta you gotta learn your balances. But um, you know, the be, thing- on, be honest with your partner. If you if you try something and you go. Hey, you know, honey, I wanted to try that, but that sucked. Okay. Yeah. So it sucked. Do you want to try it again a different way or is that no nope, huh. off the table now? So, yeah. I mean, try different things and make your partner happy. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I have so many friends that have been divorced. In fact, now I'm 54. So like many. when I go out with girls and they go, uh, how many divorces do you have? And how many mm-hmm. kids do you have? And I'm like zero and zero. I know. You're and like they look blessing. at me. I'm a, I am a unicorn. <laughs> it's a blessing. <laughs> you guys. An alpha, so. Where do you live? I'll be there over there. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, 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 you know, they, they think I'm lying. They, they just go, yeah, you're full of shit. Like, I've had girls <laughs> on the second date, they'll grab my hands over dinner, and they'll be like, they'll look at my eyes, and they go, Chris, look at me. Uh, look, I'm not going to judge you if you have kids <laughs> and two divorces or three divorces or five. I'm not going to judge you. Just tell me. It's okay. I'm, I I care oh about you. God. I like kind of getting feels for you. Uh, but just go ahead and tell us. And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I've just been really responsible and I never got tired of being happy. So I never got married. I love, I love how you do that. Chris, Chris, look me in the eyes, Chris. Be honest with you. I love it. Oh my God. Dude, they do that to me so many times, especially now it's gotten really bad because nobody my age, you know, and, and, you know, I'm one of the few guys my age who isn't like tainted. Like I love all my exes. I, if, think, I ever, yeah. if I ever met them, I thank them. I, I, I understand as a man, I'm, I'm self-accountable. And a lot of times I made mistakes. They made mistakes. They were there being their best people at the time. I tried my best at the time. It didn't work out, but I did learn a lot from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes they were bad and I learned a lot from them. And sometimes I was bad and I learned a lot from both of us. But to me, I, you know, I don't have any hatred. I don't have any child support payments and divorce You're payments. Smart. You're smart. You know, it's like I say, I don't, you know, when I talk about my husband, you know, my ex-husband, by all means, like he lives a block away from me. He is a good man. He's ama- <laughs> he really is. He's a good man. He's an amazing father. You know, yeah. um, he fucked up, you know, excuse my language, but it's like, I tell people, you know, um, had we had somebody to guide us and say like, mm-hmm. you know, Hey, listen, I really think that, um, they're meeting, you know, like there's an emotional connection there and, and had the guts to say, you know what, honey, you're right. I do have an emotional connection with her and we need to stop seeing her. I think we might've still been married today, but yeah. we didn't have that communication. And it wasn't like we went into this lifestyle looking to add to our marriage because remember at that time I was happy, but we yeah. was, I was selling, I was selling <laughs> panties and somebody wanted a, a custom video. That's how it all started. They were like, we do a video of like having sex with your husband. And, and I was like, I don't know. Let me ask him. And then somebody videoed us and it didn't work because we were drunk and my husband was like that was hot having somebody in the room and i was like really 
all right. And that's how it started, you know, but, um, but you have to, you know, he's not, a, I don't, I look at him and I go, we could have been married. We said, we, we would have still been married, but you need the guidance. You need to communicate with your partner. Yeah. And, and I mean, women are wonderful sexual beings. They're covered in erogenous zones. Men are not. I think we have like three and you guys have like 200 or something. Ooh. Um, I don't know if that's a correct mm-hmm. don't, don't, I'm, I'm not a scientist. I'm going to go and I have a couple hours to figure out. But you guys do. You guys have uh, a, a ton more erogenous zones. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you can't turn me on by rubbing my elbow unless you're, right. uh, I don't know, you look like, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of one of my 80s pinup stars who was on. Yeah, who's on? Carmen Electra, who I met in person. Oh, okay. Um, or or uh, who's the blonde who was on Baywatch? Those are my two uh, things. Or Farrah Fawcett. It's, uh, I can't. Who's the blonde? Why, why, why are we blanking on that? She was on one? Baywatch. Uh, she was the huge star. She was dating Molly Krueger. Pamela, Pamela, Pamela Anderson. Pamela Anderson. Pamela. Yeah. yeah. Those are my three ladies that. in my life. And Stevie Okay. Nance. So uh, oh. that's why I'm still single. I'm married <laughs> in my head to all of them. Uh, but in Carmen Electra, meeting her in person is very sweet. We had her uh, ex husband on the show, the guitarist. Oh, okay. Um, but, uh, no, the point I'm trying to make guys is make your partner happy. You know, is, uh, you know, like I said, I knew all the, uh, the divorce joke that I was setting up there about how I know everyone who's divorced is like, if I was married, I'd be like, I want to make her happy in the bedroom and I'll make sure I'm happy in the bedroom so that we can have a solid relationship. Cause I know how expensive divorces. I mean, I love her and I don't want her to divorce me. <laughs> I, that's another thing that I tell people too, is that, um, you've got to establish that, that connection with your partner before you yeah. get involved in the lifestyle, um, and try to get other people involved. So yeah. even like someone like me, I dated somebody for three years. Um, as a boy, you know, we say he's a vanilla. He's never been in this lifestyle. And I, but we didn't even like, even he would come to my events and help me as a host, but no ways did we play, we say play with other people Mm -hmm. until we had that establishment with us together at that connection, Mm -hmm. because you don't want to involve somebody else until you guys have that strong communication and connection. Mm -hmm. So make sure you have that. And that's where somebody like me comes and helps you. I do a lot of coaching. I do what's called on call. Okay. So they pay for a couple of sessions and they will message me and be like, we need to talk to you like now. And I'm like, okay, well, you can't like now because I'm getting on an airplane but like in like an hour you can you know so um um and then there's people that you know they go through coaching with me and then they do exactly what i told them not to do and i you know and i go well you know and they're like i know we heard you but and i go it's not we heard you but like so i tell people that too you know it's like a child it's like i told you not to do that why no mom but you know And, and and it's it's really important especially if i can speak to men on this that might be listening um it's it's there's making your girlfriend wife happy or significant other, I don't know if you're a guy, I imagine this, I, I don't know, I've never been gay, so I don't know what goes on their head, but I mean, it's their, their sex, but as a man, you're normally uh, looking to make a woman secure, provider, and happy, and there's nothing that makes you feel more as a man than making a woman happy in bed, and helping her reach her happiness completion point, uh, and then she'll gladly let you do yours. I usually have her go first or you meet in the middle <laughs> with a combined one. And then, and then you get the, I'm kind of sadistic that way where I get the last stand. Um, but you, you, or if you're really good, you can make that whole big final thing crescendo at the end and everybody, <laughs> everybody passes out and uh, goes into cold sweat mode. And I got to find out where Chris lives. You guys, I'm on my way. How far? <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, um, you know, but, but, Nothing makes you feel like a man when you're, when you're laying there as a man and you get done and you've like, just, you know, wrecked that bedroom because mm-hmm. you, you don't stay in the bed people. Um, you've wrecked that bedroom, that swing thing. Uh, you, she's happy 
and she curls up on your chest and she's mm-hmm. shaking and she's going, Oh my God. And you're sitting there going, I'm a man. I kicked mm-hmm. ass today. And I bring this up as an important point because we live in a world where the last two generations have raised these betas, these simps, these feminized men who don't know how to do this anymore or care. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they're, they just kind of weak and, you know, these incels, which I really feel bad for, you know, having sex with a woman, it, a woman is a wonderful thing. It's a beautiful thing and it's nature. It's human. It's biology. There's nothing disgusting about it. And so as long as she's over 18, yes. um, Matt Gates. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, if you want to feel like a man and, and for women too, if you want to make your man happy, you want to make him feel happy, do it too. And I, it goes, I never, yeah, it goes the opposite, same way. I mean, yeah. for, you know, even like some, you know, for like someone like me, you go, are you, did that feel good? Or do you like yeah. it? Does it feel good? Yeah. I'm always saying, even during sex, I, you know, if I incorporate a toy, I say, do you like it? If you don't like it, I'll put it away. Do you like, you know, yeah. cause you want them to be just as happy as you are, you know? So. Yeah. You would never be able to, like I said, I've had maybe two gals I dated that I couldn't get to, um, to, but I, I was just dating them, but I couldn't get them an orgasm. They had some hangups, mm-hmm. but you would never be able to meet my girlfriend without having multiple orgasms. It wouldn't, it would never happen. We yeah. just, I'm going to make you do it. I'm going to, and I'm not going to shame you into it. You know, part of it is just you getting a woman to be present, have her head to where she's in exactly. the moment and Key feeling word. it. Key yeah. Word. You've got to get, get her into having, not having sex with Jack on you've the You've got to get out of your head and you, yeah, you've got, you've got to get out of your head and you've got to be able to just let yourself go. And another yeah. thing I get to men, when we involve a toy, it's not because you're inadequate. Okay. I get that all the time. She wants to bring a toy. No, it's just an additional addition of excitement. And yeah. You know, I get that so many times. Well, she brought in, she brought in a dildo. Does that mean she doesn't like me? I don't think yeah. so. I mean, it, let, let me see you, but no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> let me see. yeah send us a film. Um, but no, I mean, I, I do have one sexual hangup though, uh, that my ex-wife didn't like. Uh, it was, but you have not married. we like to, we like, shh, shh, I'm setting up this joke. <laughs> I know. Uh, so, uh, that's the fun part of it. Uh, so, uh, so my, my sexual kink was, uh, having her pretend like she was my ex-wife and she caught me in the bed with twins. Oh, does that joke work? Did I do that right? I don't know. I'm ruined it, you guys. I'm sorry. It sounded funny in my head. So, but I don't know. But yeah, I'll do a joke on the show that it's kind of a callback joke. And I'll be like, oh, this sounds like my ninth marriage. And then throughout the show, I'll I'll say, that sounds like my fifth marriage. That sounds like my seventh. And people write me and be like, how many marriages do you have? And I go, none. That's a joke. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anything more that you do that you help people on that we want to touch on and tease out? Um, so the, uh, the, you know, that kind of what I do. So right now, um, my, my ultimate goals, I've got my documentary is coming out on my first book. Okay. So we are in editing for that now. My second book. So the second book that I'm doing in my book, when I was writing it and it went to publishing, I kept saying to my publisher, wait, I forgot this. Wait. And she goes, stop it. Your life's never going to stop and your story's never going to end, you know? So she said, you you need to do a book about, well, what happened was she says, that'll go in your next book. And as it progressed, when people would read my book, they would say, oh, I wish you had put more about the porn industry. I wish you had put more about the swinger lifestyle. I wish you had put more stories about working in a brothel. And so I was like, well, then wait a second, I'll have a book that focuses on each. So the second one is all about the swinger community, what it was like as a married woman, a single, a girl, like as a host, a community running the legalities, the crap I've gone through. That's been, you know, the biggest challenge Oh, yeah, swingers club. Sure. Um, yeah. So the second book is I'm almost done. I'm like so close to being done with that. Um, and I've got my podcast, which uh, is all about, you know, adult, adult topics, anything that has to do, like I brought my scientist on or somebody, I had a priest on who was, a, you know, whole life was all about being a priest and, you know, going through all the training. And then right before he was supposed to complete, he ended up changing his mind. And now he makes videos 
where he teaches about <laughs> sex and yeah, and they're like, they're like porn. Yeah, so and I'm like, what did your parents say? And he's like, yeah, they were not happy. But you know, yeah. um, so I bring people on like that. Um, I try to show, um my listeners and my viewers that just because you're an adult performer doesn't mean you're not educated. doesn't mean you, you know, uh, you came from a sexually abused relationship or you're a drug addict. I've had um, one of my guests, my recent guest, she's known as like the gangbang queen of the industry. And mm-hmm. she is one semester away from being a physician. She was a medic for the military for six years. I mean, and you never know. She's 24 years old. That's a brilliant woman. Um, uh, yeah. Damn. Yeah. I mean, I don't. 24 years old, uh, was in the military six years as a medic. She's married to yeah. a man she met in the military, and she's like the gangbang queen of the world. And she says, I'm not going to go and be a doctor and quit my job in the, in the industry until the word slut is a word of empowerment. And I'm like, damn. Like, so, you know, that's why I do what I do. And then I travel. I do seminars. That's why I'm always like on an airplane. I go and I teach people and brand embracing your sexuality and live your life for you. That's a big thing I do is we all live our lives to, you know, what we're expected of, right? You know, live that picket, the white picket fence, get married, two kids, get your college degree, have the fur babies, right? And, um, and then you're not happy. And then you go to the I should have, would have, could have syndrome. And so I travel and I teach people until you are happy to say who you are and live for you and say, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm a swinger. So what? Who are you hurting? You know, and yeah. the more people, the more people that we can get in our country to embrace their sexuality, I think the less of, you know, this whole, shh, don't masturbate, don't talk about having another partner. It's going to be not so much on the down low anymore. Yeah. It just, it just astounds me because, you know, I, all my friends are married at this point at 54, mm-hmm. surrounded by married people. It's very different. Than how many of your friends, how many of the guys are happy? None. Not a lot. Yeah. I mean, married and happy that they. they yeah. The two are synonymous, but part of it is their sex lives are are non-existent. Non-existent. You know, they don't even get the year thing. I think it's a ten-year anniversary no, uh, gift, though. Um, but you know, there's a lot of reasons why that. Uh, you know, part of it is they became very betatized or very maybe they were very feminized. Uh, you know, I understand women and their and their patterns and their arcs through life. Uh, I know why that sexuality kicks in in their thirties and forties and they're, mm-hmm. they just become a raging 20 year old again. Um, you know, it's, it's life, it's biology. Let me ask you this. Cause I'm kind of curious, you know, uh, a lot of people have fantasies and like we mentioned before, the fantasies, uh, sometimes maybe many times don't end up being what you think they were. Yes. And so, you know, I own a modeling agency for, uh, many years, I have a huge library of all of our girls, you know, photos that we took. And it's kind of an archive of my life. And it's a bit like Hugh Hefner's archive. I'm friends with a lot of them today. So I know their past. I see them as the, you know, the soccer mom and stuff and going to church and four kids Mm -hmm. and stuff. And I'm going, yeah, I knew her at a different time, I guess. Um, But, you know, we're we're all friends. But uh, so, you know, I have uh, an extensive library of my life. and, you know, I, I archive it and spend time with it like you did. He, once a day, he would spend time with his. Mine's not quite that large. Uh, but uh, I wish it was. Um, <laughs> you know, I studied you when I was young. And so um, the thing about uh, – so anyway, people people find that fantasy isn't what you think it is. Number one, if you can't perform well in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And, like, like uh, what I'm leading into is, like, like people would be like, oh, you dated twins. And there's pictures. The picture's on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Very uh, – you know, it's not hidden. Um, there's not all the pictures on Facebook, but, right. but that's <laughs> well, you're allowed to. but, uh, no, it's, and so our friends would be like, you dated twins, you know, they'll see my modeling agency pictures, mm-hmm. do you date, you know, you date, do you date those girls? And I'm like, yeah, like half that room. <laughs> um, and, and they all know it. And, yeah. uh, and so, you know, a lot of people don't realize though, is they'll be like, oh, I want to date twins. And I'm like, it's, it's, not fantasy. You, 
Exactly. It's not what you think it is. Maybe you want to keep it a fantasy and not ruin your marriage because there are guys that will do that. They'll mm-hmm. be like, they'll go into that or try that. And uh, you've, number one, got to be able to make two women happy. If you can't make yep. the first woman happy, don't don't add more. Right. Uh, and number three, when you break up with them uh, and send them back to their husbands, you uh, spend the next 30 to 60 days, every girl you meet, you're like, I wonder if she has a twin. And you realize you can't live that way. So, you know, that's an example for me of how a fantasy, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out. And even then to this day, sometimes it'll kick in. What I say, what I say to people is that, you know, if you and your partner or, you know, anybody, whether you're single or a partner, okay, you have this fantasy and you try it. Okay. Yeah. And then you go, eh. That did, I didn't like it. Okay. Yeah. So now as a couple, you would say to your partner, okay, I didn't like that, honey. And this is why I didn't like it. And then, okay, should we try it again, but try it this way? Or do you not, do not think that we can even fix it? You have to kind of go through it. I mean, I've had a fantasy that has yet to be fulfilled correctly. It's just, really? every, yeah. I mean, I, I'm an exhibitionist. I love to be watched. And I have asked boyfriends, you know, I want you to blindfold me, put me in a room, go pick three guys at random in the party, pick whoever you want, come back into the room. I don't know what's going on. I don't know who's who. I don't know who I'm touching. I don't know who's doing what, but he's making sure that there's condoms and I'm being safe. And then, you know, but it's making me be that submissive. Look at my little slut. Look what she'll do for me. And then we leave, they leave the room. We go back into the lifestyle party and I never know who these men were. Okay. I want that. But every time we try to do it and then like the boyfriend will say, okay, well, what about, you know, and he'll say, well, pick somebody. And I go, well, what about that guy? Oh, not him. And I'm like, okay, well, what about, okay. Like that that guy's kind of cute. Not about him. And I go, well, that's what you're supposed to pick. Don't let me pick. And then he says, no, I don't really like anybody here. And I'm like, so I never get it done. Yeah. So if any volunteers listening, that's my fantasy. (laughs) Okay. And your email is, um, (laughs) you know, I had a friend one time who, uh, who he got picked by the guy, the husband, he was at a club. He met this girl. And, uh, she had kids and so, but, but, you know, I mean, she was you know, older, she's a wife, wifey, but he yeah. didn't know that it was husband wife thing. He just not. thought he was a meeting a cute girl. So he picked Vanilla her. Hunting. Yeah. Is that what it's I'm called? Thinking, Vanilla I'm hunting? I'm teaching you the words. Vanilla yeah. hunting is what they yeah. were doing and they are a hot wife couple. He's going to watch your friend yeah. with his wife. And he did. He was in the closet. It was like a whole blue yep. velvet uh, yep. sort of thing. <laughs> Black velvet, blue velvet. But, uh, you know, it's very natural, but. The, the reason I bring up the, the fantasy might not always work for you is that's mm-hmm. all the more reason to maybe take your kink to your partner and say, look, I really like this thing, but it's probably not going to work out if I go outside the marriage. And so let's role play it in here. So let's figure it out here. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand why people don't do that. Because I mean, they're when- too scared. They're too scared of the, oh, my God, what's wrong with you? Well, you're not happy. You know, now there's a fight. Now there's an mm-hmm. argument. Between them. Why do you want to do that? You, I'm not enough for you. Okay, I see how you are. You know, it's like, no, that's not it. I'm trying, you know, mm-hmm. so that's the fear. And then I, that's the fear that people tell me all the time. I can't tell my partner. Are you crazy? I can yeah. crazy. She'll divorce me and she'll use me. You know, and I'm like, then are yeah. we really happy? Or do you want to wait till you're 72 and then try over again? And then you can swipe left, right, or what? nothing on Tinder, you know? Yeah. There again. I mean, we have all these authors that come on the show and they're wonderful people. And they write a lot of women's novels and what they call these beach reads or beach books and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're always the same storyline. They're always yeah. the, they're always the get back with Jack and Titanic, the guy that, you know, your alpha widower in, in 20 years old, that you hit at your peak and mm-hmm. that's who you're thinking about when you're having sex. That's who you're masturbating to. That's, that's who you're, you want to get back to. And the fantasy of every one of these novels is getting back to that yeah. or it's combined or it's 
the Beauty and the Beast story. It's combined with the Beauty and the Beast story, or it's the Beauty. Yeah. And the Beast. It's always the Beauty and the Beast story. You know, the gray the gray books were the Beauty. We need we need we need new stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, this is what how women work. This is what their mm-hmm. interests are and what's in their head. I watch what they do, not what they say. And mm-hmm. and so that's what they like. And so you've got to you've got to realize that, you know, I, I'm amazed at how many husbands don't go, you know, my woman is a sexual being. She has more, you know, like I said, she has more touch points that can turn her on than I do. There's kind of a reason for that. If you understand biology, I tell them, it. I tell the men, I say, you know, what's interesting to me. I bet that your wife is going, oh, my God, he's so boring, and I wish that he would just come to me. You know, and I said, you, yeah, you, 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 if you, I always say this, too. How long have you been married? Okay, less than 10 years. You guys have any kids? No kids. Okay, perfect. So there's no alimony yet. And there's no child support yet. So if I were you, this is your opportunity to go now. <laughs> say it now. Don't stick, you know, because especially in California, after 10 years, you're fucked out here. So that's, I mean, true. that's what I say. So go and say to your partner because Mm. she might look at you and be like oh thank god i've been wanting to talk to you about that but i was scared you know so you just don't know and women women you know i mean men are overt communicators women are covert communicators Mm -hmm. so as a man she expects you to lead for the most part so you know lead ask her you know let's get in get into her stuff don't shame her and be like oh that's disgusting you know it bring your freak out bring her freak out and that's why people that's why, people, that's why they hire sometimes me as a middle person. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they come together, then they go separate with me and the husband uh-huh. will tell me things that she doesn't know. And he'll, she'll tell me things. And then I go, okay. And then we come back together. And then I say, I'm going to now tell what you've told me and you've told me, and we're going to talk about this all together, the three of us, you know, and we're going right. to go through and there's no shaming. There's no <laughs> judging there. If you hit him or you hit her, like I get a lot of us. I can't believe he and I go, put your hand down. You know, they're about to smack the party. Wow. You know? Oh yeah. And I go Jeez. hand down. Yeah, you know, and so, but then that way, that way there's like a middle person, you know, there's me in the yeah. middle going, hey, listen, stop talking for a second. I'm talking to her or stop talking, mm. I'm talking to him, you know, and it works. It does yeah. work. It's it's worked a lot of times. Um, I haven't had anybody that I've coached that has end up, ended up, I had one couple who had some issues. And then when I spoke with them, they said, well, we weren't 100% honest with you from the beginning, you Uh-oh. know, and so then. I was like, well, then I, I can't help you if you're not honest with me. Yeah, so, that's true. And, you know, yeah. I can't help you if I, if you guys are entering this because, you know, you guys have had affairs and you didn't tell me that. So, yeah. Yeah. So, then, so big message here. Uh, talk to <laughs> Coraline about, uh, about uh, all the stuff that she does for you, but get a healthy sex life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even if it's with yourself, uh, you know, I, I've met women that, that, uh, and I, I never can trust what they say, but they'll say that they'd never had an orgasm privately. To them, oh, with themselves um you know and and there's women i've met that i'm like hey when's the last time uh you uh got some shampoo or we got down there and uh clean that area up and and they're like they have like a disconnect because with the, the whole part of their body and i'm like because, what the you're, hell? because you're so told you know now, now you focus mm-hmm. on your children and you're and that kind of stuff and so mm-hmm. you know i mean i i i could be the first to say that i used to say i could care less if i never had sex again i swear i used to say that i could care less it's a, totally irrelevant to me in my life <laughs> because i've never had an orgasm i didn't realize what it does to your attitude and your body and your health and your, your outlook on life. And so I'm a different person now, you know, and I'm, I also used to think that I could only have one orgasm. Like, okay, that was it. That was was good. And now I'm like, holy crap, I'm like multi-orgasmic, you know, and I can have like 20 in a session. Like that's crazy. You know, and and, 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 they get better and, better. and you can, but a woman does, you know, sometimes you don't, you just don't, you're not educated on it. You don't realize it. You think it's bad. Uh, you don't want to be judged. And so, you know, anybody who's like listening and is like, okay, Kurt, I want to, re- I want to talk to her. So yeah. just reach out to me and I do seminars and I travel and I love, 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 love what I do. 
And yeah. I love I love seeing that person that waits for me at the uh, back of the room of the seminar, you know, and then everybody leaves and they just start crying and tell me everything. Like that makes me go, I'm here for a reason. So to me, there is nothing better than being a man. I'm saying this for the men in the audience. <laughs> there is nothing that will make you feel more like a man when you've kicked her ass in the bedroom and she curls up beside you and you're 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 her man god. You're you're the dude. And uh, there's nothing that makes her happier and it'll make you happy too. I mean, just the sex part is fun, but you know, you just, you just feel like a man. You're like, mm -hmm. I made my woman happy. Fuck. Yeah. I am the ruler <laughs> of my world. If you understand how men work in our brains. Yeah. Yeah. Being Kings is, is uh, our thing. And, and man, when you don't have that, I, I don't know, I don't know how people live because I can never live that way. And that's, you know, with the Me Too movement, you know, all these women, like the women, I tell women, you know, listen, I'm an entrepreneur in the, in the world. Okay. I am a mm -hmm. tough girl out there, but it's okay in the bedroom to be that submissive and let go and let go of that responsibility. Yeah. You know, you, you can call me a slut in the bedroom all you want. Call me a slut out there. You better watch out because I'm five feet. And I will take it out. <laughs> people know that they go, they call me firecracker. And somebody just recently said she's been upgraded to dynamite. Like, but I mean, that's me, that's but me. in the bedroom, it's okay to, it's okay to be submissive. And that goes for men as well. It's okay yeah, to be like, some guys like honey, that. just dominate me for God's sakes. I don't want to make a decision in life today. You know what I mean? It's okay. Cause you know, yeah. you're, you're a businessman in the real world. That's why they go to dominatrixes and get dominated. So don't yeah, be afraid. They have to be in leadership positions. You're always, time, yeah, you're always in a leadership yeah. position. Think about it. You're a CEO of a huge company. People say that to me. Like, oh, they're sissies. I'm like, listen, they're probably CEOs of huge companies. And that's why they go to a dominatrix. So somebody else can tell them what to do and make the decision for a change. Yeah. You know, you want, you, so, you want to get out of always having to be the guy. Exactly. So be, don't be afraid to just let yourself go. And like, it goes back to what did I say? Embrace your sexuality and just be who yeah. you are. And if somebody else has a problem with it, Turn the other way. It's not a problem. They can and it's it. human nature, people. It's biology. It's, it's, mm -hmm. There's nothing dirty or filthy about it. In fact, if, if people didn't do it, we all wouldn't be here. In fact, that's the, whole, that's the whole reason we're doing is the, is because we're animals and we're, pro, uh, what is it? We're proliferating society. Yeah. Well, it's been wonderful to have you on the Thank show. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank and, you. And uh, hopefully we uh, change some people's lives or sex lives or... I mean, or just you have a great sex life, you have a great life. Just yeah. views in general. So hopefully, yeah. you know, we get through to somebody that goes, hmm, maybe there is something to what they're saying. So thank yeah. you for having me. I really do appreciate that. There you go. Give us your .com so people can find you on the internet. All right. So once again, it is thecorlinjewel.com. And I am redoing the entire website. So bear with me because I'm doing it on my own now. I've decided in my life that if you hire somebody, you're not going to get it done the right way. So do it on your own. So bear with me on that. And my podcast page is, uh, what is it? It's highprofilepodcast.life. Mm -hmm. There you go. Working there on that you one go. Too. Uh, when the ice melts, the story of Coral and Jewel. Pick it up wherever fine books are sold. Stay away from those alley bookstores that went in one last week. And I got to get a set and a shot and I think rabies shot. Uh, so go where fine books are sold or if the book, go to goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Foss. Go yeah. to youtube.com, Fortress Chris Foss. Go to uh, all the groups on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and all those people, uh, places and stuff. Make your partner happy. You'll make yourself happy. I guarantee it. Uh, I guarantee it. I've lived 54 years being happy, people. Please stop doing what you're doing. <laughs> uh, thanks for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe, as always, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you.